Welcome to the Control-Alt Azure podcast. I'm Yusip. And I'm Tobias. Join us for a journey in the cloud. And welcome back to another episode of Control-Alt Azure. The sun is shining. And again, I'm here with Yusip Roine. What's up? Toby, the sun is not shining, and I'm right next. To, <laughs> I'm right next to you in Finland. You're in Sweden. I'm looking out the window, and it's dull and it's gray. I mean, I've got blue skies, so I'm I'm happy, man. Okay, let me let me move there quickly. So, sure what's up blood. for me? What's up for me? Lately, I've been planning a, a sort of a hardware project, but hardware meaning a cabinet. So I, I need to build a cabinet for all of my network gear, my switches, my access points, and, and my storages and everything else. And IKEA has this Alex cabinet. And I see on Instagram, I see that people have been purchasing those Alex cabinets. I think it's about 30 euro. Then they carve a hole on the side for for uh, attaching fans to to either push fresh air in or hot air out. They put all of their gear in the cabinet table. So I've been planning for that. It's a sizable investment. It's about 45 euro for me. So I've been planning for that. And hopefully next week I will get started. That's nice. the latest for me. How about for you? So if you put the fans in the right direction, you can also warm your feet right? Because it's pretty cold right now. Yeah, that is true. I could save up on heating costs. Yeah, there you go. All right. So uh, on my end, I have digitalized my home espresso experience. Finally. So Finally. Yeah. So I threw out one of my coffee machines and I got a new one and I've kind of connected a Raspberry Pi and a display and a couple of buttons. So every time I pour a coffee, it will measure the temperature of the coffee and then I can grade it. So I can say this was a cafe latte with this type of capsule of the Nespresso and this type of milk and whatever. And then I can put a grade on it. So I can say from one to 10, how happy I was with that. You know, did I enjoy that cup of coffee and how much? And I've done this now for a while and I'm collecting all the data. So every cup of coffee I have, I get some data on that. So my hope is there's still too little data, but my hope is by maybe one or two months, I'll have a clear picture of what coffee I really like you know, because I might make up my mind about what I really like, but I'm just going to trust the numbers to tell me which coffee I really, really like. All righty. I, I think we need a, a separate episode just to coffee. For me at home, I've, I've got an Italian espresso machine, but it's fully manual, meaning that I need the water, I need to heat this, I need to clean that. It takes about eight and a half minutes to produce a cup of espresso or cappuccino. And by the time I'm ready, cleaned everything up, don't care about grading anymore. I just want to drink the caffeine. Yeah, exactly. And exactly that type of machine is what I had and I just got rid of it so I can go a bit more automatic. So we'll get back to this topic sometime in the future. But for today, we are talking about the battle of the Azure command line. So there's multiple different options, command line stuff. And I think I've written about briefly something similar to this. Uh, and especially how much I hate using a mouse because my fingers are all, all already always on keyboard. And if I need to move the mouse, the cursor, it takes away the whole flow of things that I'm working on. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of command prompt. So, yep. so why don't we get started with the classic Windows? Are you still using it relevant? So, you know, it's a, that's a great question. And I would like to say no. 
because I have absolutely no real use for the, you know, the traditional command line. But I mean, I've been using Windows for so long, so it's ingrained in my memory to hit Win key R and type CMD. Yeah. But run CMD and I get it. And then I can check my IP number, whatever it is, like the simple kind of tasks. And I even reboot my machine this way if I need to do that. And I mean, I don't actually use it for anything work-wise. I don't actually use it for anything Azure-wise. I don't use it for pretty much nothing except for checking what my IP number is internally in my network. But it's so ingrained like this command that I just boot it up. What about you? I use command prompt quite a bit. And obviously for a lot of the small hacking and troubleshooting stuff you need to go, you open your laptop at the connect, you win key R, CMD, IP config, NS lookup, whatever I need to do. And I often fix things from the command prompt as well, because I've been using that for what, 25, maybe 20 years now. Yep. So it, it's, it's ingrained in my backbone. But at the same time, I also realized that a lot of things I cannot do in a classic command prompt, even though I can run PowerShell, but I might not have all the tooling in it. But one thing that I use command prompt more nowadays than what I use in modern Windows search, mm -hmm. I often need to find a bunch of files. Where's that presentation I, I delivered in May 2018? It had, had this slide I now need to reuse. So instead of opening Windows File Explorer, OneDrive or Dropbox or what have you, I just open command prompt, hop to my slides directory and, and find something using the find executable or, or just listing all the files and trapping something. In, in a way, I'm going back and forth. I'm, I'm replacing modern capabilities, but I'm also not using the old classic capability of command prompt that much anymore. Right. So if, if we talk Azure, do you use the command line in regards to Azure in any way? Like do you run, in, back in the day, I used to run that .cmd or .bat scripts, which is pretty much just command bat files and then execute commands. Are you doing anything this way or everything are using the new types of, of CLIs? And the, the only thing that I do is I do NS lookup uh, against one of my DNS entries <laughs> because there's a timestamp in the TXT resource record for the DNS entry to let me know when my uh, DNS, my public facing IP address was last up. That's the most business critical thing I do command. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, so that clears it. Uh, so moving on, there's you know a plethora of different options for uh, interactions with Azure. There's, for example, the Azure Cloud Shell. And this is something I use a lot. Uh, do you use the Cloud Shell? And what's your, what's your take on that versus the traditional type of install on my box type of command line? I use it quite a bit. And, and back in my consultant, it's now super easy to say because 5 <laughs> uh, uh So nowadays, uh, when I work at Microsoft, I don't have and I don't want access to any of my customer tenants. So back in the day, I would have access to maybe 15, 20 different tenants for maybe 10 different customers. And I would often need to fix something or I would need to enable something or I would need to quickly figure out something, not perhaps provision that much, but quickly get more knowledge about something. And I would, I would occasionally open Azure Cloud Shell to figure stuff out, maybe get an, uh, a grid on something or list all the web apps available to have a nice list that I can copy paste into an email to complain about something to somebody else. So for me, Azure Cloud Shell is the ultimate troubleshooting and, and knowledge mining tool 
when I don't really want to go through the endless menus on Azure portal. Makes sense. And also it's, it's a great option because you can run it you know, in browser. It's a great option if you're traveling or you know, whatever, you're sitting in an office where you don't have access to your own laptop, but you can still sign in with MFA to your own account. And then from there, you can execute the commands that you need. So you can also do it on the go. Uh, what I really like about the, the Cloud Shell is you can access it from portal.azure.com, of course, and there's an icon top right where you can say, launch the Cloud Shell, and you can start writing your commands. But there's also shell.azure.com. And I guess less people know about that, at least when I talk to them, we can actually get pretty much a full screen in browser uh, shell experience for the Azure Cloud Shell, which comes prepared with everything you need to run the, uh, the Azure commands. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and actually another way that I use the Cloud Shell is with Visual Studio Code, which now have an extension for the Cloud Shell. So directly from in your project, if you're building something like Azure Functions, whatever it is, and you use VS Code and you want to quickly deploy something or delete a resource group or you know whatever you want to do from the command line, you can do that from inside Visual Studio Code using the Visual Studio Code Azure account extension, which is pretty, pretty cool if you ask me. So you're inherently from your project connected to whatever dev, hopefully, dev account in your Azure that you have, and then you can just run your commands from inside Visual Studio Code, kind of what you mentioned before, you're in the moment, you're doing things, you want to try things out, you don't want to lose context by taking the mouse and start clicking around or whatever. You can just do everything with the keyboard from inside there. Oh, that, that sounds super useful. So I, I, need to, I need to install the Visual Studio Code extension and try it out myself as well. Uh, one more use case for Azure Cloud Shell is that I often, when I go to the office or if I visit customers, I use public transportation quite a bit. One reason being the traffic where I live. The other reason being parking costs super expensive at least to me so i'm often sitting in a in a tram or a metro or a bus and i know i have 20 minutes of time and i might be listening on podcasts or reading something or doing emails but occasionally i see something interesting on let's say on twitter or linkedin uh that this and this feature is now being rolled out globally to azure tenants and what I then do, I, I pull out my phone, I open a portal, the application on my phone, not, not through the browser, even though it works from there as well. And in the Azure portal app, there's the Azure Cloud Shell button. It, does, it opens the Cloud Shell on my phone. Uh, I'm not sure about the size of the screen of my phone, but it's huge, almost like a tablet now. So I can quite conveniently do things on Azure Cloud Shell using my phone when I'm on the move without needing to open my laptop. Yeah, yeah. I recall the first time I tried that out. I mean, it, it works, but it's, to me, it's a bit suboptimal. But also, I only connect, when I do that, I only connect to dev accounts or limited test accounts. I never connect to any production accounts from my Android phone using whatever unsecure network that you have uh, flying around in the clouds. But I really like this idea of the ver versatility and mobility of things, um, which I guess rhymes well with my, Microsoft said a couple of years back, like cloud first, mobile first, where they truly show the way with these things, like the capabilities. You can now run command line arguments or command lines from your mobile device directly to, to the cloud to manage stuff. Or even if it's just to export billing or whatever you want, you can just run it from. Exactly. Back in, I think it was 2001, 2002 timeframe, so ages ago, uh, Nokia, the 
the company that used to phones, uh, they they had I think hundred like 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 the small communicator style device, and it would run like a custom version of Linux. So it was really a full blown computer, not a mobile phone itself, and it had a Linux shell. And somebody I knew at the time, he had one of those. And I asked, asked him, what do you do with this? Well, when I go to our physical data center, our on-premises data center, I can hook this phone up with uh, Ethernet cable and I can actually modify stuff on the SSH shell. I'm like, sounds highly convenient, <laughs> I think. So now 20 years later, I can do the same, but now it's wireless. Exactly. The innovation, right? Yes. Uh, so how about Azure CLI, the cross? Is that the same as Azure Cloud? So what they have is they have the availability of the same type of commands. And the Azure CLI is something you install on your system, whereas the cloud shell is, is hosted in the cloud. And um, you use both of them to manage Azure pretty much in the same way. And if the question would be, what's your favorite way to manage Azure without going to the portal? For me, this is the Azure CLI. Uh, I use Windows, but if you use uh, Linux or a Mac, it's cross-platform, so you can use it on whatever device you want. Uh, for me, I use it on Windows, and I'm super happy with it. I use the same commands on my box here as I use if I use Azure DevOps. And with Azure DevOps, I manage a lot of you know Dev, DevSecOps kind of procedures, and I can use the same commands. So whatever I learn when I experiment, I can just make sure that my DevOps process can follow this. Um, and I really like the simplicity of the CLI because after you install it and you open a new command line, whether this is command or PowerShell or you know, whatever you use, it's going to be right there. And you can just start executing commands immediately. Of course, you have to uh, issue a command to log in so you know which tenant to log in. And if you have multi-factor authentication, it's going to ask you to, to sign in with MFA. So it does support, you know, the, the modern type of authentication, uh, which is crucial if you connect to production environments. Uh, and another crucial thing, which is disregardless or, or regardless of which command line you actually use, don't forget to sign out when you're done because the context otherwise in the session is stored on your machines. That's also a, a, another tip just from the top of my head. But Azure CLI, it's my go-to tool. I use it everywhere. All the scripts I build are either PowerShell with the Azure PowerShell, which is something we can talk about in a bit, or it's Azure CLI. And if it is Azure CLI, I, my scripts are still off in PowerShell so that I have a bunch of PowerShell in the middle of that script, I need to do something on the Azure side, and I just issue a, a CLI command and do whatever I want with that. And then I continue my PowerShell stuff. So you can also mix and match. It doesn't have to be 100% one thing or 100% another thing. Whatever gets the, the job done. Oh, so that's an what about you? Do you use this? That's definitely an, an interesting approach that you can mix and match. The I, I use Azure CLI more and more lately, uh, but also I always have to have that in beforehand. It's relatively solid. Uh, Command prompt, I all, always have in any of my devices. So Azure Cloud Shell is probably the thing I use the most besides the command prompt. But Azure CLI, I try to remember to have that installed or have a handy script for installing that rapidly on any of my new VMs planning. Um, so in essence, Azure CLI, all the commands start with AZ. That's kind of the binary. Mm. And then you add parameters. So it has this sort of Unix shell or Linux shell uh, type of design around the command, as opposed to a command prompt being, of course, Windows. Yep. So 
besides these two or three command prompt azure cloud shell and azure cli we have of course the classic powershell uh, so powershell has been around for what about 15 years already almost now yeah a long time a long time and and often you see it pros really embracing powershell they can build graphic reporting to facial only and a lot of the samples you find online are built around PowerShell. But now lately I've been seeing more and more people are hopping from PowerShell more to Azure CLI, especially if they mostly work on Azure, they might not need the capabilities that PowerShell is providing. But how about for you? Are you, are you still building PowerShell scripts or is it more running like this one-liner command line, a bunch of you know, it's, that's actually a good question. When, when do you build scripts and when do you do the one-liners? And for me, and, and this is probably very different depending on who you ask, uh, for me, when I develop stuff, I need to quickly try things out. I need a resource group. I need a key vaults. I need a, maybe a virtual network and a network theory group, whatever it is. I can quickly do this from inside Visual Studio Code in the extension uh, that I mentioned before or just from the command line and say, get me a new storage account, get me a new resource group, get me this, get me that. I can test things out. But when I need something that, that I can reproduce, you know, across platforms, across accounts, um, you know, for, for all the developers or something that we run on the server side or DevOps side, and I want this to be the same in every environment. Uh, one is, of course, I build ARM templates for whatever I can uh, or similar things, but some things does not fit well into templates. And then I build my PowerShell script. And these are most of the time generic PowerShell so it's not the Azure specific PowerShell, just generic PowerShell to uh, kind of build up my variables and, and yeah, build up the environment that I, that I want to do. And then I issue commands to the CLI from that script. And if I need to save them some token or a variable, I can do that from the CLI also. So the CLI has um, this JSON, was it, is it JSONP or how do you call this filtering query syntax? So I can say, I want to get I want, first, I want to create a key vault. I want to you know, set a key or add a key or a key value pair or whatever. Then I want, want to ensure that this worked. And then, then I can do that with a one-liner also and get the value of whatever I just put into the, the value of that key value pair into a variable in PowerShell. And all of this can be done fairly easily and, and seamlessly when I build my... So whenever I need to do something that I can repeat across different environments, I tend to build scripts and, you know, shooting one-liners is great for the dev test and exploration phase. But whenever I need to do something the same way over and over, I always automate it. There is absolutely no reason for me to try and run a single command from the top of my head every time if I need to do it multiple times. I need it to work exactly the same way. So, uh, so scripts definitely a big part of what I do, especially when I build up infrastructure and operate things in the cloud, because uh, it's I want to eliminate guesswork. Whenever I can, I want it to be automated exactly the same way and verified exactly the same way everywhere. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a tricky question, and I guess everyone has their own answer to it. Uh, PowerShell, I use it a lot, but it, again, in a mix with uh, the CLI. I'm, I'm here sitting and, and thinking how I use PowerShell nowadays. And, and as I mentioned, I've transformed more and more to Azure CLI and Azure Cloud Shell. But for PowerShell, what I do, is I run these one-liners as part of some larger script. So I might need to figure out something. PowerShell probably for me in, in relation to Azure is a great tool to try to uh, 
poke the APIs to figure what, what am I getting back when I just, oh, it's giving me this sort of data. So I could use this here and here. Mm-hmm. So perhaps yeah. five years ago, I spent more time building this massive automation scripts that a bunch of people in my team could use. But nowadays, what I most use PowerShell for is try to understand how things work out and then figuring out, do I want to build uh, an Azure function out of this? Do I want to do a C-sharp based command line tool? Or is this going to be something uh, easier or simpler to logic apps or, or Power Automate, which is to be called Flow? I'm, I'm trying to learn the new names as well. <laughs> Uh, and, and PowerShell is this sort of uh, this test bed for me that, that allows the flexibility and versatility understanding. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. And, and this is a lot how I use it also. But again, there's two. One is the pre-deployment, one is post-deployment. When things are in the cloud, I want it automated and scripted. When I explore things, exactly like you say, you, you shoot one-liners, you try to figure things out. And a good tip that I do around exactly this is if you go to resources or resource.azure.com, I don't know if it's plural, is it resources.azure.com, you see pretty much your Azure subscription as JSON. So you get a tree view, you can drill down. And if you're trying to explore things with a CLI, like how can I get this setting or how can I get the connection string or how can I whatever, go to resources.azure.com, explore what you're looking for there visually, select whatever you want, you're going to see the JSON data of that object because that data is what you'll get back if you run the CLI. So trying to run 200 commands to figure out what you need versus if you have no idea where to start, go there, uh, resource.azure.com, drill down to what you're looking for, and then you'll understand what commands you need to start looking for. And this is something that I used a lot and I learned things every time, uh, which is pretty, pretty neat for figuring out these things all. This is something I've used, but I keep forgetting that I've got this powerful tooling already built for me. So I always open PowerShell myself and figure, yeah, let me crack the problem now. <laughs> and 45 minutes later, yeah, I finally cracked it. And it, then I realized- It's fun to tinker with things also. Yes, it is because we have endless time during- Exactly. <laughs> so so um, Azure Cloud Shell, Azure CLI, PowerShell, and then we have the kit of blocks built in TNL here. So Windows Terminal, and, and when they announced this, and later in the summer, we got the first bits available. I, I, I promised to myself that I will install this, and I will. So this is the, the modern realization of what a command prompt should be. It allows for tabs, which is great. You can have tabs open for classic command prompt, PowerShell, uh, your desired Linux shell, but then you can also add your own profiles. So there's this JSON file, which you can modify with, with whatever editor to use, and you can add new profiles that execute the binaries as shells that you'd like to. And what I did in, in one of my setups is that I have the, the, the built-in profiles, and then one of the profiles that I've added is Cloud Shell, meaning that when I click on a new tab and select Azure Cloud Shell, it opens the Cloud Shell so that it authenticates with one of my default tenants that I typically work with. How's, how's your experience with Windows Terminal? Uh, my experience so far is zero uh, or close to it. I, when it was announced, took a look at it, but most of the features that it, it comes with it, I'm already using with something called Commander, which is like this umbrella type of command line I use. There's all my Git 
commands available, all the CLIs I use, Office 365 CLI, Azure CLI, whatever else CLI, PowerShell, everything that I need on a daily basis, I have in this kind of wrapper command line called Commander. But what I do see and what I do here is people are giving pretty good feedback about the Windows terminal. So it might be a good time for me to start looking at that. Uh, but like, you know, with all things, there's limited time, limited resources. And just for the sake of it being a new technology is not good enough of a reason for me to change what is already working. Uh, I might explore it a bit more. And I really do, do hope that it, you know, holds the promise and exactly what you just mentioned, all these features. I really do hope that it, it meets the promise that it has made and can deliver on that so I can replace whatever else I have and start using this. Um, and it does look pretty, pretty slick. They, they just pushed out a new update that allows for a bunch of new capabilities. So it's definitely something to have a look at if you haven't used that yet. So besides all of these, and, and you don't have to use all of, all of these one or use multiple, uh, the, the last and, and probably the most technical one is WSL or Subsol Linux. Do you have any experience with this yet? Yes. Um, so I, you know, a couple of years back, maybe a year or two, I wrote a post about how to, in Windows 10, install Ubuntu and the you know, uh, Linux subsystem so you could run Azure CLI from a Linux command prompt on your Windows machine, <laughs> which at the time seemed really cool, but I haven't used it since. Um, so for me, you know, I, what I wanted to do is I wanted to try it out for the fact that some of the articles and documentation that Microsoft pushed out at the time were only in bash or only you know based on that type of command line which was non powershell so i thought why not just try to run that natively on my windows box with the subsystem but you know for me that never took off i never really got a feel for it and again iterating back to what i said earlier i have something that works my workflow is super solid when i need to get something done i am getting it done real quick and uh, and i currently don't have the time to try and explore if this is going to be better. If I hear someone say this is better or this can be used for these and, you know, line up a couple of bullet points that might be useful, then I'll take a look at it again. Other than that, I don't have, you know, much experience uh, on that side. Have you used it a lot? Uh, not a lot, but, but quite a bit, I'd say. Uh, so WSL2 came out, um, I think that was in 29 as well. And it runs natively your, your Linux binaries as well. And, and I often have this enabled and I try to be conscious that whatever I need to do, I would have the option to open a Linux shell. And now with Windows Terminal, it nicely, nicely pulls those two things together that I run on Windows 10 on, on my laptop. And in Windows Terminal, I open a new tab and that actually opens a WSL shell. And that might be an uh, distribution that would then allow me to run something files that are on my windows for me the use cases are not maybe there i run that much scripts but i, I try to keep my hands dirty enough so that i'm i'm comfortable on that side yeah and i, I guess it could be exactly what you just mentioned you can run the commands to your uh, windows files and if you come from a background in, in linux and you know all of these bash commands you know from the top of your head with grep and finding files and if all of these things come a lot easier to you than writing a PowerShell, then again, back to whatever makes sense for your purposes. And now you can actually utilize those skills also on Windows. Exactly. So let's quickly recap. Uh, we started with command prompt. 
Then we realized we have Azure Cloud Shell and Azure CLI for managing Azure. Uh, PowerShell still very relevant, but perhaps we build a little less scripts nowadays and we do more like one-liner and you mentioned com or generate. And then finally Windows Terminal uh, together with Azure Cloud Shell, Command Prompt, PowerShell and Windows Subsystem. There's quite some choices, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and even then, I, I have all these choices. Even then, uh, early in the morning, I have my first cup of coffee. I do WinKey Arts and then I realize, yeah, I should actually open Windows Terminal because I need... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's way too ingrained in my muscle memory also. WinKey R CMD. Alrighty. So moving to the last bit uh, of our episode that we typically have, word of the day. You try to teach me Swedish, I try to teach you Finnish. So let's start with Swedish. So today I'm going to teach you and, and our audience, um, you know, how we in, in Sweden say crossing your fingers. So in, in English, you say I'm crossing my fingers or cross your fingers to, uh, you know, hoping for the best or something like this. And in Sweden, we say mana, and this literally means holding your thumbs. So it's, it's something with the fingers. So it's quite close, but we're instead we're holding our thumbs. And, and the way to visualize this is if you hold your hands open and you put your thumbs in the middle of your palm and then close, so you're making fists, but with the thumbs inside your fingers, ergo, the way you should not do when you're doing boxing, this is what we mean with, you know, all the best. So instead of cross your fingers, we do hold your thumbs, which is holla tumana. Let me try. Holla tumana. Yeah, perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You're getting so, there. So yeah. <laughs> what, what's the Finnish one? I'm very Finnish curious on one, this. The Finnish one is, and it, it fits with the weather now, the Finnish one is Valikeli. And what it literally means is mid-climate weather, especially when you're driving. So there's, there's this uh, small uh, thing that, that, that changes the wording a bit. Uh, and it's this weather that's not summer, it's not winter, it's something in, in between. It's not spring, it's not fall. <laughs> it's like, it's a bit crappy weather, but it's like mid everything and you don't right. really know. A bit crappy, but you can live with it and it's not yeah. good. So it's, it's less, less than good, but better than crap. Yeah, and, and, and you know there's this anticipation that the, the weather is going to change somehow, but you don't know which, which direction it's In going. one direction or the other. So okay. the Finnish word, once more, once more the Finnish word, valikeli. Valikeli. Yeah, excellent, fluent. Perfect. All right, well, that sums up this quick episode. And thank you for tuning in and see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Control Alt Azure podcast. Find out more and read the show notes on controlaltazure.com. Stay tuned.